Welcome to the Road to 70.3 series, a holistic journey of conscious transformation, endurance, and becoming. Using triathlon as a platform to ask questions, find purpose, and connect with community and nature. I'll be sharing solo and guest episodes along with a series of videos over the next nine months in the lead up to racing Ironman 70.3. You can follow along with the podcast, check out my new YouTube channel, IGTV, and join our Strava Road to 70.3 club for group runs, training information, and more. Hope you'll join me on this journey and see where it leads us. Welcome to the Road to 70.3 journey with myself, Ryan Wilms. This uh, episode is going to be the first of many of these solo video audio episodes, which you're going to be able to find on YouTube, Instagram, TV, and also the Into the Well website. I wanted to take this opportunity for those of you who have seen the original video that is launched, kind of announcing the project, to speak about what it is I'm hoping to do with this project, um, why I'm sharing it, why I'm pursuing it myself, and what can come of it, hopefully. Um, so, again, welcome, and um, here we go. The uh, 70.3 is a half Ironman race, and I've signed up for a 70.3 race in La Quinta Indian Wells on December 5th of this year. And last fall, I bought a bicycle, and I'd always been sort of drawn to triathlon. Um, I guess in terms of a little bit of background, my I've uh, been a runner for maybe eight years now. Um, I've never owned a road bike. I've never swam outside of playing dock tag in the summers and splashing around in a pool. So triathlon is a, a pretty holistically new experience for me. And about two and a half years ago, I had ACL surgery after rupturing my ACL on my left knee, um, tearing my MCL, um, having a bone bruise. It was really bad. Um, I'd actually done my other ACL years earlier, which got me into running. But this one, the recovery has been a lot slower, a lot more challenging. And most of that is mental, although a lot of it is physical. And I am not without pain these days. So the last two and a half years, um, a lot of the rehab has been about strength and mobility and the mental side of things. Um, we're kind of rebuilding my body in a very different way than I ever have before. But the challenge with that is that I haven't really been able to run. So it's only been the last three months now that I've begun to run and ride a bike and swim a little bit. But I do have some time. Um, so as I started to get into this last fall, I really started to think like, why do I want to do this? What is the point of this? Like, you know, I've been exercising, do, working out at home, but I felt sort of riderless in a sense. I didn't really have a purpose for fitness beyond health. And I feel like a lot of the last few years of my life has been sort of regaining a sense of health overall, not a sense of fitness, not a sense of purpose for that fitness. Um, and so 
I felt this call to find something to aim at, something to consciously engage with and move towards. And the more I started to think about that, the more I started to question the sort of purpose I had for this. Not that everything in life needs to have some deep purpose, but, you know, I was uh, also reading James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, which I feel like I've mentioned a bunch of times. And I still find one of the most impactful books I've read in the last couple of years. I've actually listened to it twice now in the last six months. And that really helped me with this sort of process of self-inquiry when it comes to, you know, why am I doing this? What is my goal? And, and really starting to sort of dissect and look at that more so and more so. And that's where the idea of conscious transformation um, comes into play for me. Um, James Clear talks a lot about habits, you know, and I think that goals and habits are very much tied up in one another. Um, habits being sort of the practice of moving towards the goal. Um, and so for me, I started to think about all the habits that I have in my life that have been unconscious, that I have sort of created these systems for keeping myself safe for staying comfortable um, in an unconscious manner. And they don't really serve me anymore. And as I started to look at a new goal, um, with this sort of level of mindfulness and awareness, I was starting to realize that my old systems don't support my new habits. And it seems simple to see that, but in practice, changing these new unconscious or changing the old unconscious systems to help move towards a new conscious habit or goal is actually pretty challenging. And this goes from nutrition and sleep to reading and education to training, commitment, um, just being mindful every day. Am I doing my meditation? There's so many components to this process. Um, so that is a huge key component, foundational pillar to this journey. Why am I going to become a triathlete? Why am I going to become an Ironman? Why, you know, it's not just for some reckless pursuit of something that seems crazy on the surface, even though lots of people are doing it and it's not that crazy. Uh, it just depends on your frame of reference. But for me, by setting a goal consciously that is nine, 10 months out down the road, expanding that landscape of an idea of time has already helped me to shift a huge amount of my perspective. Um, you know, I battle all the time with chronic stress about my body and how it's feeling, how my digestion's working, how fit I am, looking at people on Instagram, seeing how fit they are, how fast they're running, how far they're riding their bikes, how lean they are, how little body fat they have. And these are all aspects that I find myself comparing myself to on top of comparing myself to where I was at years ago in my own body and how I felt I looked or what I thought I felt like. And it's so easy for me to get caught up in day by day being like, well, I ate super healthy. So why am I not super shredded and have 5% body fat the next day? I ran twice this week or in the last three days. Why am I not 
my knee isn't healed and I'm not running four minute kilometers. Um, this like idea of patience just goes out the window. And I feel like for myself, part of that is because there was no sort of long-term goal. I wasn't building towards anything. I wasn't growing towards something. And, you know, Paul Chak has uh, taught me over and over again, like, you know, just improve a little bit 1% each day. But that can be really hard to quantify, especially in your sort of spiritual and emotional path, but also in your physical experience, when you're not measuring anything, how do you know what 1% is? Um, so by setting out the, the goal and timeline committing to a race, I'm able to be a lot more gentle with myself in this process and think about, okay, yes, I'm not feeling amazing today, but I know if I go run even just five kilometers really slow, Maybe it's 10 kilometers. Maybe it's just doing a foam roller today and helping with some mobility, helping get some of the lactic acid out of my legs. That's helping me move the needle, you know, that 1%. And I can feel good about that. And in the process of doing that, it's also a total state change in terms of my mental well-being, my emotional well-being. If I was to dwell and that I wasn't feeling good and looking at how I want and my body weight was above what I wanted to do, it would be so easy to fall back into overeating dinner, having dessert, you know, doing things that are not helping me towards my goal. And those things are going to happen inevitably. But even by getting on the foam roller, it's a shift. It's proving to myself, yes, I am committed to this goal. Yes, I'm committed to myself. I'm committed to this new identity-based habit that I am an athlete. I am a triathlete. I am someone who takes care of myself. And I think at, at that sort of core identity-based level, that's something that can be extremely powerful. And I've already started to see a lot of shifts in that. You know, I used to think, well, I'm not a runner until I run a marathon. But now, if I'm running, I'm a runner. If I'm riding my bike, I'm a cyclist. And it was funny looking at Strava, pretty quickly my cycling time was a lot larger than my running time week to week. And so Strava was saying that I'm a cyclist. And I was like, well, I just started riding a bike though. How am I a cyclist? And it was kind of a funny little epiphany. And it's like, well, I am a cyclist because I'm riding my bike. So accepting that, you know, embracing that and... And using this identity-based habit to, in combination and correlation with being conscious about it, consciously choosing that identity, as opposed to in my past, I've unconsciously chose, oh, I am valued or people look up to me because I'm making this amount of money or I have this job title or my body looks this way, you know, being known as this like fit guy within this sort of creative space, you know it became a crazy burden of unconscious chronic stress and still is to some extent. And I really battle with it. And I'm going to dive into that on a, on an episode all to itself and how I relate to uh, food and sort of disordered eating and how that's you know, come to be a huge sort of obstacle in my life and how I work with that. But continuing on this road to 70.3 specifically, um, 
So parallel to the identity-based goals and making that something conscious that we can make healthy choices to aim towards and then little ways in which we can support that belief, that new belief of who we are and what that person does. Um, You know, Ryan, the triathlete, he takes care of his body. He gets on the foam roller each day. He's going to eat whole foods and he's going to get to bed at a good time, you know, and doing that every time is proving to myself that I am that, that I believe that I am that. And on a deeper level that I love myself and believe in myself. And in the end, trying to show myself, you know, that it is actually safe to be myself. Um, at, a, at a core level, that's something I've uncovered that is quite challenging to, to deal with, but it's showing up more and more. So as I got into looking at triathlon and endurance training specifically, how am I going to do this? Um, what are people talking about? I started just listening to podcasts, reading articles, and I remembered from one of Christopher McDougall's books, he talks about Dr. Phil Maffetone. And so I sort of coincidentally came across the math method again um, through some of the other people I was listening to. And that became a huge light bulb sort of moment for myself. And people have been training this way for a long time now. But I drew this really interesting parallel for myself as it's all heart connected. So much of my emotional inner world experience the last four years has been how to reconnect with my heart, how to develop that relationship, how to open my heart again, and ultimately trust it because I really feel that the heart is the compass for everything that we do. It's sort of the beacon for our spirit in this lifetime that we exist with this name and this body, the heart is the guiding compass to that. But the idea of trusting that and measuring it, whether it's 1% a day or any sort of other quantifiable jump is really challenging in the spiritual space. Um, You can feel it, you can tap into it, you can go into deep meditation and have some sort of experience of it, but it's really hard to measure. And so as I got more and more into this training method, the math method, um, it's all heart rate based. And I thought it was very interesting. And on one level, because I'm starting these sports mostly all over again, running, kind of restarting, cycling and swimming, starting from scratch, it was kind of a relief because I could go slow and be okay with it. And I didn't have to look at my pace and worry about what that was like. In fact, I haven't looked at my pace since I started doing this training three or four months ago now. It's all been heart rate based. I haven't done any sort of intervals until this week. I did my first round of hill sprints. So it's been a really interesting experience to parallel the physical endurance sports and the idea of trusting my heart with the sort of spiritual and emotional um, trusting of my heart in that area. And what the math method in this form of training allows is the ability to quantify this. Um, And it takes trust. It really does. Because the first few days I went out, I was running really slow, like six and a half minute kilometers, 
um, people passing me, you know, as soon as any sort of hill would come up, it was walking up the hill, people passing me. And, you know, it's a really powerful experience um, to learn to trust this because the opposite of that is just following the ego, you know, having to pass people, having to not get passed, but just allowing that and trusting, no, like my heart is guiding me in this physical endurance pursuit day by day. And it's actually quantifiable. And I can see now only a couple months later, I'm running faster. It's easier to run longer with the same sort of same heart rate level. And for me, um, this is all sort of in zone two out of zone. There's five zones that are sort of quantified in this sort of training. And so zone one and zone two, mainly zone two is where you do all of this low intensity threshold training. So I've figured out that my um, upper end of that threshold is 140 beats per minute. And so I essentially try to keep my heart rate below that. And um, depending on the run or the ride, it might go over that for five to eight percent of the uh, activity or the training session. But for the most part, it's all underneath that. And I've even realized that that might be a little bit high. Um, I haven't done any sort of VO2 max measuring. So I'm just going off the sort of basic math method guide to figure that out. But it has been incredibly helpful. I've been able to sleep better. Uh, My body's not getting nearly stressed out as it used to. Uh, I'm able to train more often and I'm getting faster already. And it's really cool to see that progress because I am trusting my heart. And so that level of sort of trusting my heart on that experience allows me to help trust my heart in the rest of my life as well, be it in relationships, in seeing where there are challenges that come up and how I can tackle them in a new way, being more centered with my heart, not letting my ego run rampant and my mind turn me in circles. So those are huge pillars to this journey um, that I want to share with you that I'm really diving into myself and that I'm hoping to shed more light on as this process unfolds. Being heart-centered. How can we trust our hearts more and more, um, both in the training, in our lives, in allowing that to guide us in our choices and our decisions? And then how can we be more conscious about who we want to be? about choosing our identity, about choosing the habits and goals that are going to create the self that we desire to be. Um, This idea of becoming and being is so key and it's not unrelated to doing, um, but it's different and sort of settling into that more and more and more. So... That's going to be the crux of the road to 70.3. And how are we going to do this? We're going to do it with regular training. Um, I got pretty scared when I started looking at professional training plans that are around 20 hours a week, give or take five hours to 10 hours for some. But, you know, myself and I imagine most of you are working. And whether you want to train for your first half marathon, a swim run, a triathlon, you know, I invite you to join me on this journey. Find a goal that you can push yourself a little bit on 
and then we can do it together because I'm going to be sharing a lot of info and I'm going to also be providing room for community to come together, both in Los Angeles on a regular basis starting soon. You can join the Strava group, Road to 70.3, and follow along there with info, hopefully some training plans and some events. And then I'm also planning on offering up a regular Zoom call to anyone who wants to join this, ask questions, and hopefully have different people and specialists come in and share their experience and be able to answer questions about training and nutrition and any component of this journey as well. So keep an eye out for that. Um, All of this is going to be shared through Instagram, YouTube, the Strava Club, and Into the Well, as well as some of the brands that are going to be partnering on this, which I'm excited to share sooner than later on that front, and maybe even have some product available at some point, which would be super fun. So I've never done a triathlon before. I'm starting these sports from the beginning. I keep looking at pros and comparing myself to them. And I have to remind myself, I'm starting this from the beginning. And that's what's interesting about my journey at this point. And just trying to embrace this with as much openness as possible. And I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I have a goal of running and racing this 70.3 in December in five hours or less. But my knee isn't fully healed. I don't really know how to run. I've definitely not got my nutrition dialed. And there's a lot of learning and training and experience to come. But I hope you will join me on this journey. And whether you follow along or whether you're engaged in the comments, sending questions, sending me emails, in the Zoom calls, coming to some of the mini camps, coming to some of the upcoming group rides and runs in Los Angeles and around California... Um, you know, I don't want to do this alone. Um, something that I've really enjoyed in my experience of, of starting into the well, of working with different brands, uh, of inventory magazine is sharing and sharing what I'm excited about. And right now I feel like this idea of creating new conscious identity with purpose, balancing health and fitness, connecting with one another, with community, with nature, with our bodies, with our hearts, learning to trust. These are the sort of components of this journey. Um, And there's going to be a lot more. So thank you so much. And I am excited to dig into the content. It's going to be regular weekly content, images, videos, episodes, different experiences. I'm going to have a series of podcasts specifically In the Road to 70.3, going to be partnering and collaborating with a handful of brands that are really aligned on this. And it's going to be rich, dynamic, interesting, I hope. And I will see you again soon. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Whether you listen to it on Spotify, Apple, or through our website, it would be great to hear your feedback and thoughts. If you're able to leave a review, it'll really help us share the message and share the podcast with more people. Thank you.